Are you well? Professional to the core. Uh, yes, you? Sure. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> You're commuting now, aren't you? I am. How's um, it going? Look. It's all right. It's just a, it's just a bit of a trek um, to Shoreditch and back from from uh, Twickenham. Um, it's kind of fine if all the you know if everything works as it should. But then you know how are it, how often does it do that? Um, but I got like I, I finished work an hour early today and still didn't get home until gone seven. Right. So it's just you know a bit of a slog. <clears throat> But it's fine, and it's you know it's nice to be uh, back in the studio for a little while. Um, nothing particularly exciting work-wise, but it's you know it's different people to see and talk to, which is always nice. And then you know wander around Shoreditch, potter about. So that's all good. And you've been in London as well. I have, yeah. I was uh, photographing um, stuff last night. Um, <laughs> stuff at theatres uh, with my brother. Um, it's stupidly picked like half five to six to photograph fronts of buildings that were just literally uh, with lorries and buses and all sorts just sitting in front of them. So have you got loads of photographs to stitch together to try and make a complete <laughs> traffic free image? Uh, we just had to wait for gaps. We were literally standing in uh, traffic islands in the middle of London yeah. waiting for gaps to appear in the traffic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this is client work. Yeah, I work for a client that do a lot of um, front of house graphics and signage for theatres around London. Okay. So they do big shows, and uh, they just wanted me to update some. And we did a couple of, I think we did a restaurant and a which we got chucked out of, and <laughs> we <laughs> and an estate agency as well. <clears throat> How did you get chucked out of a restaurant? Well, we, we no, we were actually outside. We were asked to move on because we were upsetting clients. <laughs> With your long lens. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. And then, um, yeah. yeah, I met my brother was doing the photography um, and I hadn't seen him oh, since the beginning of the year. I don't think it's, okay. it's been a while. Did you manage to catch up over a pint? Uh, yes. We went for something to eat in a place called the hmm, Smoking Goat. Right, right. Never heard of Soho that. seems to have changed since I used to hang out there, but it's. Um, oh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, <laughs> there aren't so many burlesque clubs these days. <laughs> um, no, the uh, everyone queues for restaurants. What really? What? What? Yeah, all the youngsters. What happened uh, there? I don't want to queue for a restaurant. So you didn't queue for a restaurant? Is well, that why you ended up in the smoking gut? <laughs> no, you have to queue in that one. But we managed to get a seat. He works in restaurants, so. Um, okay. Uh, he wrangled us a, a seat in there. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, they're all there. They're all like turn. You know, you can't book now, and you yeah. turn up and queue for your food. It's all sort of street foodie style eating. Yes. I much prefer a <laughs> white, Toby Carvery. Yeah, <laughs> white napkins and uh, yeah, and a cloth service. <laughs> but it was very nice. Very nice. If, you, if you're in that in that in that area. Uh, yeah, and I can't. It's been it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? We haven't even introduced the show. <clears throat> How's it going, then? Uh, welcome to North v South, the show that is and isn't about design, and that is and isn't sometimes on. Uh, we've we took a week off last week. Uh, life got a bit busy, and um, I can't remember why did we take a week off. Uh, I can't remember now either. I just don't think we were, had prepared anything, and it was suddenly Thursday. Yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, haven't, we haven't been too bad recently, have we? We've been reasonably regular. We've only ever missed one other week. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, but I couldn't remember anything that I was um, that I've done really. Uh, it's just literally been um, nose to the grindstone. Mm. Well, we went and did something together, didn't we? Which your notes reminded me of because that seems like months ago now. We. Um, we went over to uh, Compton and went to the Watts Chapel. Yeah, which on, on a been, little outing. You've been uh, banging on about for ages, and mm. uh, we went and had lunch in as nineteen seventies time warp. It was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was. A, it's called the Withers Inn in Compton. If you live around there, and it is li- it is literally frozen in time from nineteen seventy five. Yeah, the quite men- remarkable. The menu, the. Uh, the attire, the, the attire of the staff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It was brilliant. Um, it was pretty good though, wasn't it? Good decent, yeah, I loved uh, it. Salt beef sandwich, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, good. The Watts Memorial Chapel is incredible. Uh, what an amazing piece of work. And I love that it's made by the local community. Yeah, it is out, a remarkable place. Out of the local terracotta or clay, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, no, it really is a special place. I'd like to go to the gallery and have a look around. Yeah, it's... Uh, I. I think it's probably changed a lot since I was at the gallery. I hadn't been there for 10 or 15 years and it, it was quite uh, rough and ready as a visitor attraction then. Um, uh, it was, you know, it's basically his house and studio and you just wandered around and looked at stuff, but I don't recall there being any sort of displays or information. It was just kind of as he'd left it, which was wonderful in its own way. But um, I'm, I think it's... Uh, uh, moved up a notch in terms of um, kind of visitor information and things now. So yeah, probably worth a worth a look. So what else have you been doing? Uh, last week was all commissions, drawing pretty much every day, getting commissions out. Um, got quite a lot of commissions on the back of the Inktober thing. So I finished a month of drawing isometric buildings, and now I'm. I've got a long list of isometric buildings to draw for people. Um, but that's good, all good. Um, one of the things we were talking about when we met was uh, kind of uh, putting together some sort of print, little print shop for me so I can sell prints, so I can make money off them more than once, which is good, so I can afford to draw more often. Um, yeah, so that was last week, and then this week it's – been working in Shoreditch. Um, nice little studio called Neighbour, um, nestled between Curtain Road and Shoreditch High Street. So it's very nice. Um, but that's about it. It's been drawing, working. Yeah, and tomorrow I'm. Steph's been doing a wedding today up at Ainhoe Park in on the Oxfordshire borders, which is the kind of crazy big house with lots of taxidermy. I'm driving up there in the morning to pick everything up from the wedding. Um, yeah, that's about it. Oh, oh, there we go. Your, your microphone doing weird I just, things. Just earthed it with my nose. It's fine now. <laughs> you never changed that then. I didn't. <sighs> it's, uh, it's fine. It usually just requires one little squeeze per, yeah. per podcast. <laughs> what about the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah cha-ching um so uh what well, yeah what else uh well nothing really um just working and then i haven't even taken the printer out of the box that's how busy i've been yeah 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 news well we've missed a couple of weeks worth of news there hasn't been a huge pile pile up of it has there no i don't think there has i don't think anything um of massive import has popped up in the last couple of weeks that everyone's been talking about no, nothing's happened this week, has it? That's um, no. shattering news. I can't think of anything. Um, no. Oh, oh, I got one. Bridge. I got Go one. On. Uh, Toblerone. Oh yes. The stretched out Toblerone bar. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just so I, I mean, they've done that just so they don't have to change the pack, haven't they? Yeah, but it's only on one. Is it only on one chocolate bar? Isn't it only is one it? weight of it? Yeah. yeah. It's it smacks of um, PR agency grabbing some big time news headlines here <laughs> so do you think it's not real well i think it is real it's just it's not um it's uh, who cares <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen it do you want to explain? yeah basically the iconic uh chocolate bar toblerone um i think you get it all around the world don't you, I so you, you yeah um is triangular and sort of regular shapes and to eke it out in the british market um, because costs have risen so much, um, they've just elongated the gaps between the chunks. <laughs> so it just looks like there are ones there. Are, you know, every other triangle is missing. Yeah. Um, but the the strange thing is that they've complete. They've said that it's not nothing to do with Brexit or um, pound weakness. Um, but they've only done this in Britain. What, what was their explanation? So, well, there, there is no explanation. It's just that, you know, they're saying that costs are rising. But yeah, but costs are rising, what, just in the UK? Yeah. Um, Curious. It's really strange, isn't it? Or maybe yeah. is is the UK market such a big consumer of chocolate that it's a test market for it? Maybe. <clears throat> hmm. 
I mean, I think, you know, it, Toblerone is a premium brand, isn't it? Would you call it a premium brand? It is a premium chocolate, isn't it? I don't it's know. Expensive. I mean, it certainly, it certainly always used to be. I, I don't know. I only rarely see it at um, airport duty-free. Yeah, yeah well, we, uh, uh, Jess bought some back from... Um, from Spain um and uh and I remember it being better quality chocolate it it just yeah. tasted like rubbishy chocolate to me um but anyway it's, it is the you know the packaging's beautifully made isn't it and yeah. their adverts are always top notch but um you know have they are they cheapening their product by doing that are they you know making it by making their product cheaper why, why don't they just make it shorter because then they wouldn't be a fit tubs around <laughs> down the side of it. Is that it? Yeah. It must a, be. Yeah. Yeah. Serves a lot of having such a silly name. Well, I saw another one, another rebrand recently. Kingsmill have rebranded again. They, they mm, just I did it last year. And it's the same agency oh, oh, off the top of my head. I can't remember who it is. Brand. What's the one beginning with? Anyway. Um, but they, they, so they've all over, they've reversed the, um, the color. Cause so Kingsmill bread in the UK is a blue, blue with yellow lettering. Um, but they've reversed it out. So it's now a yellow background with blue lettering on it. And they made it sort of look rough. And they said that they're, they're yeah. doing it to focus on the simple pleasure of bakery i'm like that's so <laughs> i mean you couldn't with a king's mill loaf you couldn't get further away from home baking if yeah. you tried could you i just think it, that is i don't know what that has to do with the pre i was just trying to think if you cheapen your products what does it what does it do to the yeah it does look cheap doesn't it yeah it looks like a value brand like a you know a supermarket Value brand now. Yeah, but they're actually going for the the sort of artisan bakery, you know, home home baking. I don't know. Oh, good luck to them with that. Yeah, it seems <laughs> a bit strange, doesn't it? Um, well, I've got a, uh, a bit of news which isn't um, branding related. It's architecture and it's Herzog and Demuren. Um, we've talked about them a few times. Uh, architects of the Tate Modern, amongst other things. And they have just finished the new concert hall in Hamburg, the Elbe Philharmonie. Uh, and it's a beautiful looking building. Have you seen this? No. It's an old, uh, it's a, a brick warehouse, uh, which I think is uh, an old warehouse that's been, you know, spruced up. And on top of it, um, I think it's 35 metres to the, the top of the old brick warehouse. And then on top of it, which must be about another 50 metres, there's this remarkable kind of uh, glass structure. And it's it's kind of got a scalloped top, flat sides. It looks just stunning, I think. And inside, it, you know, it's uh, typically beautiful of Herzog and Demuren's kind of showy style but the the concert halls in it i think there's three or four concert halls inside and they're just beautiful and they've got really interesting kind of textured walls for the acoustics um it's a absolutely beautiful bit of architecture it's cost 860 million pounds um you can see where the money's gone um but yeah really really beautiful um and it has a uh, I can't remember, it's got like a sky deck kind of in the middle, which is open to the public at all times, um, which all these expensive cultural things have to have now, don't they? Yeah, it's, 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 it's beautiful inside. It, yeah. It's kind of like the Barbican, but futurized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love it. It's so organic. Yeah. Wow. Really, really stunning. I'd love to see some music you know <clears throat> classical music performed in in the uh in the listening or the audit auditorium yeah mm. yeah really really beautiful um so yeah that caught my eye this week what else grabbed your attention uh well it's gray pointed to it um and it's on my christmas list it's uh lego have produced a new one of their new special models and it's um the yellow submarine Fab, isn't it? Yeah, with the Beatles. So, you know, that's Christmas sorted, really. Yeah. Um, you know, what's not to like about four Beatle minifigs? <laughs> I know that. There's, there's just something adorable out about um, the little minifigs, isn't there? Yeah. 
Have you been into a Lego store? Because you can make your own. I have. You can do your own, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd quite like to make myself in Lego. I just like putting my hand in where all the heads are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone does that. It's probably it, filthy. It's probably a like God a God complex a, thing. It's like a plastic tub of Legionnaires disease. Yeah, like um, like a peanut, a, a, yeah, a dish of a, peanuts at a bar. On a bar. No, yeah. no, no. But yeah, never. think of all the kids who've had their hands in there, John. <laughs> it's probably it's probably mostly urine and vomit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that um, that Lego Yellow Submarine looks fantastic. How big is it? I don't know. Don't know. They're usually quite chunky, aren't they? They're, those kind of special edition things. It's um. It's sixty odd quid, so I imagine it's uh, it's five hundred and fifty pe- pieces, which isn't a huge amount. It's uh, three cent uh, three centimeters high. That's tiny. <laughs> Ten centimeters wide. Eleven centimeters what? wide. No, that, no, that's, no. That's three right. centimeters high. That can't be. Right. Oh, the submarine display stand. Hang on, I'll go back. The yellow submarine <laughs> is thirteen by twenty five by six centimeters. Okay. So that would sit on your sit on your desk quite nicely, wouldn't it, or a shelf? Not on my desk, it wouldn't. <laughs> room on my desk yeah that's very cool uh, well something else that someone has um, pointed out to us um, and it was Mr Daniel Weir on Twitter who pointed out something else to us <laughs> and I couldn't remember his name and I now, now I can't remember what it was he pointed out to us before uh, so I'm <clears throat> continuing to do a terrible job of uh, name checking really but it's uh, an exhibition at the British Library which I've never been to. I've never been to the British Library of St Pancras. Have you? Yeah. Is it marvellous? Um, I've never really spent a huge amount of time in there. I went to go and look at a, an exhibition and it turned out that it was just in the cafe. Um, but all of the p- pictures were sort of above where other people were sitting. So it was a bit <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a nice building. Um, I've never used it in, um, you know, I've never been into the reading room or anything like that. Yeah. I just popped in quickly. I'd imagine it's quite intimidating to go in there. I think, yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, because I really want to go in there and do some research, but I just don't know how you start. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you start? I don't know. Well, maybe this would be a, a good a good thing to go to to get your bearings at the British Library. It's uh, continuing our love of maps. It's maps in the 20th century, drawing the line. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, I really, I, I, I earmarked this too. I wanted to go and see this. It's at yeah. the library, is it? Yes, All right. it is. At the British Library, um, and it covers a hundred years of mapping. So, uh, it covers the London underground satellite imagery, um, the wars, you know, kind of, um, uh, uh, maps from the war, the moon landings, digital maps. Um, it's got the first map of the hundred acre wood, secret spy maps, New York subway maps. Um, I imagine it's, um, fab yeah i love a map you love a map yeah and that's up until the first of march next year right another good uh exhibition that would warrant a, a field trip to paris yes um you wrote this down as well which is um there's a herge beyond tintin exhibition at the grand palais and um it just looks absolutely fabulous i'd really really want to go the drawings that i think it's on creative review was it it was. Uh, it was a, it's actually a very good article about it on Creative Review. Sort of surprisingly in depth. Yeah, it, it's sort of looking at his um, his uh, art as a graphic artist um, and other work that he did, advertising, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because his wife was quoted as saying that he, that's what he really wanted to get into was graphic design, but Tintin took over his life. Yeah. Um, and just the work that he put into the Tintin uh, panels kind of reminds me of Chris Ware. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind yep. of meticulous, um, what did he call it? Clear line. Was it called the clear uh, line he yeah. called it? Uh, yeah, linear clear. Right. Um, that's just when you pick up a Tintin book and you haven't done for a long time, you know, since a kid or whatever, just look at the detail in in the drawing. It's, it is incredible. I mean, I know sometimes the stories, they haven't lasted the you know no not, we, we we spoke before about that didn't we how they you know they can be quite dark <laughs> yeah but the uh the actual drawings of real objects you know boat, boats planes weapons yeah, um clothing it's just yeah amazing um but yeah i'd really really like to go and see that especially his blue line drawings that he did you know that he traces over the top of 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got one more. Uh, it's an interview uh, in print magazine <clears throat> with Milton Glaser, who's kind of one of my favourite uh, designers that's, you know, that's, that, that's been around a while. Um, he was probably one of the first graphic designers when I was at college that I was introduced to. Um, famous for the Isle of New York logo, which I think he got paid a couple of grand for. And um, New York State makes more than a million dollars a year out of. Um, and he did a very famous Bob Dylan poster. Um, but as much as his, I like his designs, I really like his kind of thinking and writing about design. I saw him at the Institute of Education a few years back, um, and he's got quite a famous talk called 10 Things I Have Learned. Um, and it's, you know, 10 lessons he's learned from his career in design. And they're things like some people are toxic, avoid them. And he, he goes on to explain kind of you know, how you know if people are toxic and, you know, how to avoid working with them or spending time with them. And, they're quite obvious um, lessons, really, but it's you know the the kind of things that you you kind of let lapse, and um, it's good to kind of wake up and think about them once in a while. <clears throat> so it's what, really nice. What 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 magazines that in, Rob? It's in Print Magazine, right? Uh, well, on their website, printmag.com, um, and it's really nice little um, interview talking about him and his work and his he's just moved to a kind of new smaller studio he's getting on now i don't know how old is he must be in his 80s all right still working there yeah absolutely that'll be yours <laughs> yeah the way my pension's going yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it wouldn't be an episode of north v south without a kickstarter would it absolutely <laughs> or should What's, I skip uh, that one no 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 Go for um, it. I, I never thought I'd see typefaces on Kickstarter um, but it's actually quite a good way of crowdsourcing money for it and this one I think is worthy because it's called Font Awesome I don't know if you, you well it's used by lots of online designers and essentially it's a set of glyphs and icons that you right. can then load in um, and use graphically throughout a website and you're only okay. calling one file. So you're not loading in loads of imagery, et cetera, et cetera. And you can color them up because they're SVG or yep. vector vector. You can scale them up to any size you like. Yep. And obviously people have just been using this for free. And the great thing is you can download it as an, OT, uh, uh, an open type file as well. So you can use it in your designs uh, offline. Okay. Um, but uh, they've, They've done a Kickstarter for their new version. I think it's Font Awesome Five. They're calling it, um, but they've they've raised a lot of money. They've they they went for thirty thousand dollars. They've got six hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Jeez. Um, which I have to say, I, I really you know I'm really pleased for them because um, you know most people would take that font for free and they wouldn't get any money back. And but people yeah. have given back um, <clears throat> from what they've taken out. So uh, I think that's really good. Yeah, that's, that's a what, perfect Kickstarter. What kind of um, rewards have they got? Because I can't open your link for some reason. But uh... oh, um, stretch goals. Uh, I don't know. Actually, hang on, I'm not on the campaign page. So obviously, if you you know you chip in, you get Font Awesome Five to. to yeah, use. so you got icon packs, um, duotone icons, plugins for design um, tools like Illustrator. They're going to build. Um, They've got an icon subsetter, which means that you can, um, if you only wanted to load four or five icons in, rather than loading the whole font, um, you yep. could just uh, you could subset it. So you can just say okay. like like you can with PDFs, and it yep. just makes it load faster. Um, I think that's it. Uh, there's loads, there's loads of other things, but yeah, it's quite quite interesting. It's I can't think of another Kickstarter that's purely digital. Um, uh, you know, you, you get those things that with Kickstarter, and we've talked about it before that if they go crazy then it's how in god's name are they going to deliver that amount of product yeah but but this this, this is doable isn't it yeah it's 20 bucks uh and they're saying they're giving away 310 dollars worth of stuff and it's not too shabby at all that's at the moment so it might well be worth if you if you do use it a lot um just dropping in 20 dollars which is about <laughs> 18 quid now <laughs> yeah 
Oh, 19 quid. Oh, damn it. No. Uh, yeah and then yeah. one last mention um i've mentioned this site before if you're a dad and you're in design or even if you're not a dad uh dadsanddesign.com good website has really interesting um my favorite phrase uh interviews in it and all sorts of um nice little uh yeah no just interviews basically <laughs> and articles um it uh, they've they've launched a shop and it's called uh, if you go over to discoverawesomedesign.com um, they're yeah. selling products of things that they've been uh, bigging up uh, and there are some great books in there like really cool wooden toys and gifts ready for christmas so if really you're looking nice for some, if you're looking for uh good good presents then i'd head over that way they've got some house industry stuff which i've always loved there um yeah they're like a an american type foundry aren't they but they specialize yeah, yeah. in kind of uh quirky americana yeah, slightly sort of retro stuff. They got stuff by Here Studio as well, which I really like. I think they're, they're based in Barcelona. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Really nice. Were they one? Were they? Did they redesign an IKEA bag recently? Was it them? Is that Here Studio? Oh. No, that was someone else. That was someone in um, Sweden, wasn't it? Oh, damn. Or Denmark. One day, one day I'll get one of these design things right, won't I? I'll actually have some depth of knowledge. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's a really nice site. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's there's your Christmas shopping sorted. Marvelous. Well, should we uh, should we have a chat about um, our main topic tonight? Yeah. Do you want to introduce how it came about? <laughs> well, it was it was on the last podcast, which is one of the few things I can remember about the the last podcast, obviously. Um, which is we discussed briefly one of my pet hates, which was um, napkins under food in cafes. Um, you know, I want a napkin to to wipe my hands with or my mouth, or if I'm eating food, I don't want. I'm getting angry just talking about it again. I don't want uh, to have to pull a a napkin from underneath a piece of succulent carrot cake. I want it next to the cake, and I don't understand at all. The, the logic behind putting napkins underneath food in cafes and it is absolutely one of my pet hates <laughs> so um so we thought we'd talk a little bit more about um pet hates maybe just so i can vent some frustrations well, <clears throat> and also somebody said it on uh twitter didn't they was it somebody sh- shouted out oh danny greaves yeah built by robots chap on yeah. twitter said pet hates please that's all. That's oh. all his message was. Did you see that? Yeah, I didn't see that. No. All right. So uh, yeah, Danny, um, thanks for that. We're going to yeah. m- moan. It's a moaning episode. But I sat down this morning to write down. I thought this is going to be easy, and I couldn't think of <laughs> anything. This, was this just after a session of yoga and, and uh, yeah, meditation? I think so. Um, but my and then I sat down at lunch with my wife, and I said, "Oh, it's pet hates." And she was like, "What? What am I doing at wrong at the moment?" And I said, "No, no, no, it's not. We're talking about that tonight." And, and I said, "I can't think of any." And she went, "Are you absolutely mad?" And she reeled off for about <laughs> half an hour of things that used to drive me mad when I worked yeah. in a studio. But it's, I, yeah, I, I guess because I've been three three and a bit years now out of a studio i kind of forgotten the things that used to drive me absolutely ballistic and so i've written them down and now i remember <laughs> and i was i was such a bad boss so I'm, um, I'm sorry for taking you back to such a dark place <laughs> no it's good it's good so you you so when we're saying pet hates it's things that uh really grind your teeth yeah so really yeah, yeah that not, you might not, have to just bite on a knuckle yeah but they're, they're not generally huge things you know kind of big spanner in the works of a project or anything like that it's no. just little little things no things Generally, where you just have to take a deep breath and uh, and look away or <clears throat> go for a walk or something yes so if if i start if we start with some design based ones okay. one of, and, and again briefly one that i've mentioned before is uh grids and guides placed over logos and designs but we won't go into it again but that <laughs> really riles me i've dealt with why so i'll move on uh to some design ones and and, uh, right first one in a studio uh i always like to get out of a studio to eat at lunchtime right even if all i do is sit in a cafe and have a 
cookie. I think it's important to get away from your desk. Not everyone shares that um, sentiment. So people cook in studios, the microwave. In the studio I'm in at the minute, there's a microwave, there's a little hob. And there's a certain person that cooks boiled eggs <laughs> at lunchtime. And in a, in a glass-fronted office, quite a reasonably enclosed space with no air conditioning or extraction, cooking eggs in a studio is, is, is right up there with a, a really inconsiderate thing to do because that, that, that's a smell that lasts. Is it, is it a boss that's doing it? No, it's not. And do, don't the bosses say anything? No. <clears throat> right. Does anybody say anything? Everybody says something. Right. And what does the person and say who does it? Are they just she, bloody minded? Yes. She is very bloody minded about it. Right. And doesn't care what people think. Right. That's, um, that's mental behaviour. Cooking eggs at work. Yeah, I have to be careful. I don't know. No, 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 you do. Who listens to this? But, um, <laughs> but yes. Okay. I mean, I could have, to be honest, written a list of pet hates just about her. <laughs> but, um, but I won't. Well, let's just leave it. Well, People I, eating eggs in the studio. Well, I had the microwave removed from work, and because of that. I just yeah. I just took it out and that was it done and then there um but people still found ways of sneaking in hot food or eating food that they'd had the night before cold like chinese takeaways or indians that were just cold out of the tins yeah. um at their desks so I I had a ban of eating in front of you eating at your desk um was just a blanket ban because I just couldn't bear it's one of my pet hates, uh, you know, it's one of the top hates. I used to yeah. have a um, studio manager used to come in uh, and we used to start quite early because we used to do lots of um, uh, production stuff. So, um, yeah, so we'd start at eight and he would come in and have breakfast, but he would eat his breakfast from a bowl like, you know, crunchy nut cornflakes or whatever, slurping as he read his e emails all the way through it. And it used to just, yeah. I just wanted to just go and mush his face into the screen. <laughs> I came back from in from my lunch today and the person sat next to me was eating um, like a big bowl of chili. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an office. Get out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this isn't short. It's just plenty of places to go and eat and sit, walk and uh, anyway. Yeah. What's uh, so that, what's that one next? got us blood, the blood pressure up, and it's only one in, <laughs> didn't it? Just uh, what's next on your list, John? Um, uh, it's to do with normally account managers or clients um, touching my screen. <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> do not touch my screen ever. I mean, it's not so bad nowadays because you've got glass fronted screens, and so you know you can wipe the greasy finger marks off of it but in the old days when you had the tft and especially expensive 21 inch monitors or you know 17 inch monitors i remember at one yeah. point being expensive you know they were a thousand pounds up um uh someone coming over with a biro and touching it with a biro yeah. point would send me into a catatonic rage <laughs> it's weird it doesn't sound much i think to you know, people who probably aren't in the industry but it it is in, so infuriating it's so patronizing and yeah. inconsiderate you might as well just go up and lick their face <laughs> somebody that you're doing <laughs> has that ever happened no uh, <laughs> i yeah. hate that i mean it's bad enough for somebody you know art directing over the shoulder but for them to tap the screen if they touch the screen with a pen there will be blood yeah <laughs> to have their hand chopped off yeah, absolutely yeah. Uh, what, what have you got um i do a lot of kind of creative artworking and production design stuff so i'm often picking up stuff that other people quite often creative designers have worked on um and i've all i've always throughout my career as a designer i've always worked from the beginning to the end of projects so if i'm designing something i know that i'm going to be the one generally that's prepping it for print so you that affects the way you set about your project a lot of creative designers i've learned over the last 15 years 
don't don't think that way. So they do things um, without a thought about the end product. So one of them is uh, working on big retail projects, fancy graphics for stores, um, really color critical stuff for print, matching to products, you know, bearing in mind um, uh, store lighting, uh, print spec, um, really very critical. And the designers will hand off the work and it'll all be in RGB. And at, at that point, you know, you, you might be a week away from it going to print. And then you've got to somehow, you know, convert that into a form that you can print from and you've got to rematch everything. You have to get all your proofs done again. You probably have to uh, call a client and ask them if they can send the product so you can match it to the proofs. And you know full well that the designer's been twiddling in RGB for two and a half months without giving it a thought. That really annoys me. Because it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, they they do that all the time. Yeah, in a lot of agencies and a lot of people I've worked with, I mean, I've never had this because we've always worked production first, but mm. the... Um, yeah, there's a disconnect between the two departments and almost it's not a rival. It's just a, an us and them. Um, and it's like you get with web design and developers. There won't be yeah. conversations between the two. And the, the the agencies that are really successful are the ones where they've managed to integrate that yeah. perfectly well. But the yeah, you're right. That, um, you know, I've had so many designers, uh, creative designers in the past who haven't got a clue how to set anything up for print, which is kind of crazy because you're designing for that purpose aren't you you should yeah. be doing that i mean is it sometimes it's laziness but other times it's uh i think you know to be fair to them sometimes it's that could have been just a concept that then got picked up by the studio manager or the account manager yeah. and thrown across to production you know Absolutely. like, like a like a like happens. a sort of a meat strip bone and then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's surprisingly it happens a lot um when you receive stuff from you know the big agencies you know they might send you some brand guidelines and a folder of assets and you'll find everything's in rgb you know all the stuff for print is rgb and um, with no cmyk breakdowns yeah. at all and it's just what are you what are you doing what, well, quite, what has quite, someone been doing quite a lot of the new i was who was it i was looking at sainsbury's um i was doing some stuff for them a, a while ago and they had abandoned having any cmyk values or anything like that they just literally had a swatch uh that came with the brand guidelines okay. um, and you had to match to that so depending on what you were printing depending on. on what you were printing on so that you were always matching visually to the color under the lighting yeah. which which is great from you know the agency's point of view but anybody trying to work in the real world it's like well come on <laughs> you know we're, just, we're producing a leaflet that's got to go to print you know tomorrow we're not going to be doing color tests on it it's going to go to a digital printer you know up in i don't know newcastle or wherever yeah. you know you're not going to have wet proofs and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, the, the underlying thing there is, is designers who are just, uh, doing pretty pictures. Yeah. They're annoying. And lazy with it. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that goes on to things like what, you know, you receive something, uh, from the design department or from an outside agency and the type is set at, you know, 29.6483 point on 31.896 that really annoys me as well I don't <laughs> you like round numbers uh, yeah, yeah no i mean i don't mind a half or even a quarter yeah but, you know something recurring yeah it's just well, that's it all just down makes that, life that, difficult that just means you're designing without grids or anything but that's that that takes me on to my one and it's quite this is quite a debatable one because a lot of designers never use them, but style sheets, um, I'm a total, I, everything is styled with me, you know, I, yeah. cause then I can just change things really, really quickly. And I guess, cause I come also do CSS, it's kind of similar system, but, um, the amount of times that I like go, open up a 28 page brochure and somebody's typeset it by hand all the way through without any styles in it. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? It's surprising like, how many studios just don't use them at all. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's incredible. 
but um it just so it just do it it will save you so much time just learn it it doesn't take long it really doesn't yeah. it is so good i mean you you phoned me up so excited this week about a I tip did. that you heard which is you know all part of that that kind of styling that automation using things give it give it up give that yeah. give that tip go on uh well you probably know it better than i do it was uh the what was it generate assets in photoshop yeah. which i had not no one had ever shown me this bit of uh, magic before, which is if you set up layers in a Photoshop document or uh, folders on layers and you can append them with a, a file, a file, um, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Extension. Yeah. So you can have a layer called something, something dot JPEG. Um, and you have generate assets turned on it. When you save the document, it outputs um, a JPEG. Or, and you told me that you, so it's great for kind of web stuff or we were doing it to <clears throat> you were kind of have multiple images in a, a PSD document. Um, and then instead of, you know, turning on layers and turning off layers to save as a JPEG, you know, it just does it all, all automatically. And you told me that it can go, you know, several steps further than that and output things at certain resolutions and, you know, really clever stuff. But it's one of those things that unless you are kind of really involved in, you know, sort of drilling deep into Photoshop or, or whatever every time there's, you know, improvements and upgrades, unless someone points it out to you, you're never going to find these things. No, and and it's, um, yeah, because there's been a new release of, I know we're going off topic here, but the, the um, Adobe suite has been updated again, which, you know, yeah. again, uh, oh yeah, no, that's a pet hate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Creative Cloud. That's a pet hate. I hate the updates. Why do I have to reinstall the app again? I know. Every time they change it, twice a year. It is ridiculous. Make it easy to upgrade. Yeah, and then you end up with, you know, Adobe CC 15, Adobe CC 17. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but the, uh, the, yeah, it's, they, they come out so often that you just, it's, it's so easy to miss any key little production features because they're mm. so rare now. They're all just silly little add-ons, but, um, yeah, the illustrator one that came out was a, a similar one of generating assets. So you can select, uh, this is very boring for our non-techie people, but <laughs> you can select, um, say a, a symbol, and then you can export that asset and it will just export that asset rather than anything underneath it or around it. So um, it's really handy. You can then state, you know, you want it uh, exported at certain sizes, at different formats, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, it's great. And they've got a new pixel perfect drawing mode, which I'm guessing they're trying. They're really scared of competition from Sketch, the app, which I just can't get on with. I've tried. Um, Lots uh, of people rarely love that, don't they? Yeah. I haven't tried it. Um, but if you, you know, and you can, you can now draw snap to pixel a lot more accurately um, yeah. in illustrator. I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't given that a go yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I just Photoshop, I'm so far behind on, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like a Neanderthal. Well, I think most people are, aren't they? Most people probably use about 2% of what it can do. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to use it a lot cause we used to do a lot of, quite a lot of photo retouching, et cetera, and blowing up of images and stuff. But yeah, that's, that's over 10 years ago now. So yeah. <laughs> but like that, history. that kind of generate assets thing is, you know, is very kind of web centric and web useful. So, and I do nothing web generally. So yeah. it's something that I would never have come across had we um, not had a different freelancer in this week. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, so that was good. Um, I'm trying to think of my ones. Um, yeah, uh, uh, saving to your desktop. Um, or again, in a, share, in a studio environment, um, you know, the job gets packaged, sent off to, uh, you know, goes into the server. Um, you try and print from it or do some kind of production, and the missing there's seven missing images that are on Joe Blog's laptop, and they've yeah. gone on holiday or <clears throat> probably whatever. in his downloads folder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah so um yeah i hate say saving on your desktop if you've All got someone time. who's a really messy desktop the best thing to do take a screen grab of the desktop delete everything from the desktop put it in a folder and then change their screen saver to the previous <laughs> desktop yeah. and just watch them <laughs> prod at the screen Clicked frustratedly like monkey i used to do that to my old boss 
<laughs> yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> Fab. Um, I've got a couple of little ones that are just recurring as when you're kind of prepping something for print or you're you're running through a document, uh, kind of in a production mode. Uh, text boxes instead of tables in InDesign. You know, yeah. you have a big full page table and someone's gone to the trouble of, you know, setting up 163 individual text boxes for single digits when uh, when InDesign can cope with really, really complex tables and can make them look perfectly pretty. And that really narks me. <laughs> um, because if you have to, you know, if you have to change that, you know, it's, that's half your day gone. <laughs> it's just infuriating. Um, and along the same lines, and this is something that you tend to get in copy that's come from a client, which is multiple returns uh, in uh, text documents and also um, multiple spaces. Double spaces. Double I'll spaces. T- but, but double spaces used to be a thing, didn't it, with typewriters, I think, uh, for some reason. Yeah, because 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 yeah, typewriters are monospaced. Uh, yeah. keystrokes right so so there's no way of uh, the the typeface knowing that it's going from a full stop to uh, a capital letter yeah so you used to put double spaces in yeah but that you know it's been a long time since that's been necessary yeah um but people take that even further now so they as well as double spaces in between every sentence they'll put in six spaces instead of an indent or 106 spaces instead of a few returns. And, yeah. um, you know, I know you can you can kind of run scripts and use find and replace to, to strip out a lot of that stuff once you've got it in InDesign or wherever, but it's just so annoying. <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah. that's one that's really hard to educate the client about because, you know, that kind of thing often comes from many, many people. In uh, in a in a company, you have to go and educate them all, threaten them with violence. Yeah, well, um, really good app to have is Text Soap. Have you got that? I haven't. Try that. Uh, yeah, it's a really good cleaner of text. So just check yeah. everything through that, and you can clean it in all sorts of different ways. Uh, yeah, never go from Word it directly into a document. It's a nightmare. Yeah, um, or Open Office. <laughs> <laughs> People still use that, don't they? Really. Yeah, I mean, it's free. Of pages is free, isn't it? What's what's wrong with everyone? Uh, yeah, it comes with the Max, doesn't it? These days. Yeah. Yes. Um, pet hate uh, emails beginning with "Can you knock something up quickly?" <laughs> <laughs> Have you got five minutes? Yeah. 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 I, I had one yesterday from um, a client who calls me pal. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, these are all just things that, yeah, people not thinking and being really lazy. I used to get that a lot. Um, always IT questions. Um, and my answer used to be about fixing your, fixing their email. Oh, no, we used to get that a lot. Yeah. But no, even internally, you know, in, in, when you're working in a studio, you get people, um, who are just so lazy or just unimaginative that couldn't possibly think of like, you know, their mouse might be dirty and they, you know, I just used to say, have you heard of Google? You know, when you get the question of like, I, yeah. my, my mouse has stopped working. Um, yeah, that kind of, those kind of questions used to, you know, you'd definitely be bumped down my Christmas card list if you asked me <laughs> stupid questions like that. All the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think I was the easiest person to work with. So um, I'm sure there was much rejoicing when I left. Well, you were, I mean, obviously we've worked together. You were quite particular, but I think that's, uh, I think that was quite a good thing. <laughs> you weren't um it's not as if you didn't make people aware of how you wanted things setting up when you were working on a project it's not as if they <laughs> they would be surprised mm. by your response you know if they didn't do something the way you wanted it <laughs> that's perfectly fair um yeah uh, another pet hate i had one today could you send us our own logo as an eps <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the EPS logo that they sent you uh, in a Word document. 
Uh, or a PowerPoint yeah, presentation. I, I can't believe I have had all these things in the last day, but I do get uh, and um, and I said, oh, I, you know, um, yeah, no, here you go. Um, and then they said, oh, I can't open it. it uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. You got to laugh. Yeah, you, you'd cry otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's one. You know that happened all the time. Every, I think I, I can't imagine a place I've worked that that hasn't happened. Mm. clients asking for their own assets yeah no um it's amazing isn't it um i think that uh you know we're gonna have to come back and be a bit more positive next week i think we've been quite good though haven't we we haven't been that bad no should we do why i love design next week (laughs) yeah yeah let's do that that's a really good idea we've got we've got a list of things we need to talk about haven't we but we're very we have We've we've uh, we've been very time short recently. Um, have you got a website of the week? Have you finished? Have you finished your list well, of pet I've got hates? one more. Which Come is, on I've then. got one more, which which isn't uh, design really related. Right. It's it's mangled phrases. Oh yes, I forgot the, about this. <laughs> there's, there's one that really gets me, and it's it's on the telly all the time. If you watch a cooking program, yeah, and people say the proof is in the pudding. Right. Uh, yeah, it's the. Proof is the in proof of the, the, e- the eating. The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Right. And it just... Does that say... <laughs> I'm clenching my fists. Is that, a nap- just... is that a napkin moment? Oh, you, God, yeah. That just really gets me. That one, out of all the mangled phrases you hear, that one, I don't know why that one gets me. It really does. It makes me so angry. <laughs> I think I think really because you hear it on cooking programs. And they could at least, Paul Hollywood, get the bloody thing right. Yeah, and breathe. Um, uh, do I have a website of the week? On tender hooks. Yes, that one as well. All uh, the glitters is gold. Uh, we used to get the catch yeah. two situation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> We've talked before. I should about be kind about who that was, but um, it was the same serial muncher. But uh, yeah. catch catch two situation. Um, yeah, there were many. There were many. Well, we've. I think we mentioned. Uh, early on in one of my uh, one of our podcasts about the the guy at the office who um, let the wild horses out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you be? I mean, more, I'll forgive. I'll forgive that just because it was so funny. Can you be more pacific about who it was? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, it makes us out to be really um, grumpy and old. Yeah. Well, we are, aren't we? Yeah. Getting that I'm way. proud of it. It's <laughs> all I've okay. got to be proud so, of. <clears throat> relax now website okay. of the week yeah uh, so I've got one that we've actually mentioned before which is Atlas Obscura which is this website that's kind of full of curious and bizarre places and things uh, and it's it's a great website for, for losing an hour in and kind of coming up with amazing stuff but I, I, I hadn't really looked at it in any depth kind of as a whole website and you can um, search by place so i clicked on london and this could be our next 165 field trips john because there's just an absolute wealth of interesting places i mean things that you've heard of like the highgate cemetery and the hunterian museum and the the grant museum of zoology that we've both been to right um and then, but then there's kind of loads of oh this stuff is that i've gold not dust. heard of um, and places that you can visit. One of the things that um, is definitely on my list is a guided tour of the spirit room at the Natural History Museum. And I've been there a few times, and I didn't realise you could do a guided tour. I've always been infuriated by the fact that you can see, well, if you just go to the Natural History Museum and look at their, the spirit room, which is where all the kind of pickled things in jars are, you can only see like a, a tiny fraction of them. And you can see through windows to the rest of the collection but it's just uh, frustrating what's the what's the spirit collection excuse my ignorance that's that's the all the pickled stuff right so everything I, that darwin I, love a, I love a good pickle yeah everything that darwin collected um on the beagle you know yeah. it's kind of all, all his things in formaldehyde and there's a giant squid called archie um because the latin name for a giant squid is archituthis um and I've, I've I've been there a couple of times. I've never, still never seen this squid, but it's because you can only see it on the guided tours. Ah. Um, but yeah, there's there's Atlas Obscura, search by place, and there's just That's a, an amazing amount of 
things to look at. That's King's fantastic. Cross Icewell, the Lullaby Factory, Temple of Mithras, um, the Magic Circle Museum, the Embassy of the Republic of Texas. Uh, just all, you know, utterly bizarre little things that you can uh, visit in London. So that's fab. So, <clears throat> what have oh. you got? Um, I've got, um, I had two, but I got, I got um, uh, a chap called Domenico Franco. Uh, I think he's an architect uh, from Rome, possibly. Um, he's been um, he's been doing a little project that's gone a bit viral. I think it's on. Um, uh, I think it was originated on a Tumblr. He's just made a Tumblr page of it. But he's been um, photoshopping or photo montaging uh, Lego toys into um, scenery from from Rome. I think it's Rome. And it's just, there's some great shots on there. Have you, have oh, you had a look really at it? really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking now. So there's a, I mean, the, the first one is a picture of like a bright yellow Lamborghini in a, an Italian city street. Yeah. Um, but it's a Lego Lamborghini. It's just, yeah, and I think he's just, just he's just done it for kicks, and it's obviously you know he wasn't expecting it to become yeah. popular or anything. But, and a great uh, one of a Lego truck seen from above in a like a junction. Yeah, it is Rome, isn't it? Uh, I think so. It's yeah. all in the town. Yeah, ancient so ancient streets of Rome. Tricky to tell, but yeah, that, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so onto pies. Yeah. What, <clears throat> Uh, I this, think you'll have to go first, John. Okay, I've got a real ale company. Uh, this is from my mother-in-law from um, down in Leon Solent, uh, the farm shop down there. This is the real pie company, Steak and Stout Pie. Oh, nice. And it's a uh, it's a rectangular pie um, in a silver foil jobby. Yeah. Um, looks like puff pastry on the top. I'm going in. Does, does it look like the sort of pie you'd get at a football match? Yeah, exactly. Of? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It Nothing looks, wrong with that. No, it looks a bit lacking in gravy. Um, I'm going in. Mm-hmm. It's hot. all. It's no. It's not hot. It's mainly all pastry, and it's it is just exactly like a um a football pie. There's there's a brown sort of sludge inside it. Oh yeah. That is has has hardly any flavour. Very salty. It's a terrible pie, but I'm actually starving. Um, and the pastry is quite good. So I'm going to give it a f- four. Okay. A four. <clears throat> well, because I was working today in Shoreditch, um, I couldn't get a pie. Um, so I came home. I came home with no pie. Well, I, well, I could have gone to M&S, I guess, or, you know, somewhere and got a pie. But I've kind of had all those prepackaged pies. So because it's Christmas – John, yeah, because the John Lewis ad came out today, so it's it's officially Christmas. Um, In the middle got, classes, <laughs> yeah, I've got um, a Sainsbury's taste the difference all butter um, mince pie. Oh, what? It's a bit early. It's the tenth of November. <laughs> John, right, okay. it's, it's Christmas. That's John a Lewis. pet, pet John hate Lewis of mine. Has told me. John Lewis <laughs> has told me it's Christmas. So I'm having a mince pie. Do you know what I'm drinking, John? Sherry. Port. Really? I'm having a glass of port with my mince pie. Or watch so out excuse for me, one toes moment. swelling up. Oh, yeah. They're actually pretty good, as mince pies go. You know, that come in a box and a tray of six. Yeah. Because the... The pastry really is buttery. Um, and they, they taste quite alcoholic as well. I don't suppose they are. I suppose it's some additive, but they taste, you know, quite quite punchy. So it's a pretty good mince pie. Yeah. First of I the think, year. God, no. Six weeks off. <laughs> I uh, I can't really resist a mince pie. Yeah, I, I love a mince pie. Yeah, as soon as they're in the shops, mince pies. Yeah, they're good. So I guess as a mince pie, that, that you know, I guess a six. It's a pretty decent pie, and I'll just just excuse me, a second. Oh what? Yeah, the Coburn's fine ruby port. You can't really go wrong with port, can you? Oh, I love I love a bit of port. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty good too. Well, that's cheered us up on the. Uh, on a on a on a week of misery, um, well, it's, it's cheered me up. I don't know about your four scoring pie. Has that cheered you up? <laughs> oh, I don't mind. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's good to be back on the podcast trail, and uh, and we and we haven't mentioned any anything about the uh, the fate that's befallen the Western world. No, let's keep it that way. Yeah. 
We wish you all um, a Merry happy, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happy weekend. Yes, um, absolutely. Uh, you working this weekend, Rob? Uh, Weddings. Got a wedding on Saturday, um, and I've got some commissions to catch up on because I haven't had time this week. We've uh, been in shortage. How oh, about you? Um, I'm uh, I'm out and about um, going to see my sister, but I'm actually um, going to get the printer out of the box and plug it in. Ooh, yeah. Exciting. So uh, send me some things to print. All right, I will. Cool. We'll have a good one, John. You too. And, uh, yeah. and t- take care. And you. Bye. Bye. Stars were no good for making carbon in this life. Giant stars, first.